Christian Anderson fronts the Christian Anderson Band, and he's joined The Antidote. It's good to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really need to know something important. How did you dream up that band name? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was born with 60-so percent of it, so I just kind of added the other half. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that was kind of mean teasing you about the name, but since it is a band, maybe you could fill us in about the other band members. Yeah. um, Well, ironically, I'm a band, but I'm also not a band. I'm technically a solo artist, but when I perform, I prefer to do so with a full band every time Mm -hmm. Um, because of the inspiration that my music comes from, which is a lot of marching band, um, which I did in high school. So marching band to doing this, that's quite a change. Yeah. Um, It's inspired a lot of my music. Definitely just some of the lyrics you'll hear and the instrumentation, but I do have some people who frequently play with me. My buddy Jason, he plays trombone, and I met him through another artist who I drummed for for a while, and I was just like, man, you play trombone. I love brass. You have to be a part of my band. So I play with him as much as I can for shows. Saying that you have horns in your band, I got to clarify, you are not a ska band. Not a ska band, (laughs) correct. (laughs) You know what? I think you should take us into your deep, dark past, Christian. What's your first music memory? Um, First ever music memory, before I even learned how to play or sing anything, I was three years old, I believe, in my room. And I was dancing around to, I think it was like Great Balls of Fire. And, uh, (laughs) And I was dancing like a wild man. I was like this little kid. And I tucked my hands inside my shirt and I was flailing my empty sleeves around dancing like that. And um, that's probably the first ever musical experience I've had in my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, your full length, You Pull Me Up, released last June. But before we get into chatting about the album, I'd like to hear about your original release, Start the EP. Was it a challenge putting that together? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, that was my first ever project, and it was two original songs. And I did a cover of um, one of For King and Country songs called To the Dreamers that I really loved the message of it. And I just decided to completely change the song and make it more of like a ballad. You improved it. <laughs> I've, I've heard some people tell me that. Like, they've heard my version, and then they're like, this isn't even the same song, but uh, yeah, that, that project was my first ever work with a producer who kind of got me into the industry. And then I wanted to release the full album and I kind of rehashed it with some new producers a couple years later. You know, the chorus for that song says, to the dreamers, wide-eyed believers, hanging on to hope by a thread, to the soulful, Heart open, hopeful, keep on charging ahead. You know, it's almost like For King and Country actually wrote that song for you. Mm. Because isn't that exactly what you did? I understand that you left college behind and jumped into the music scene. Yeah, I think that's why I really wanted to record a version of that song. The message of that one just hit me the deepest. 
I think their second album was kind of newish when I first started writing my own music. Mm-hmm. And you could definitely say that there was an inspiration that came from their messages and their style. But that song, yeah, in particular, I was definitely hanging on to hope by a thread and literally hanging on to um, my trust that God would make a way that I could make a living and a career out of making music. Well, you got to tell us, when you began the process to make your new full length, You Pull Me Up, did you know exactly what you wanted? Like, I mean, musically and lyrically? Yeah, I had a good idea. Um, I think lyrically, it was there pretty quick. I think I wrote that album. I'm trying to think. I think Breakout and Fallen Grace, I wrote around like beginning of 2017. I might have even written a little Fallen Grace back in high school. But yeah, I, I mean, it came together pretty quick. I think the last song that needed to be written was You Pull Me Up. And I couldn't get a bridge to that song like for a long time. And then it just kind of came to me, the lyrics of that, you pick me up, you pull me up, and I'll fly on your wings like a child again, and I will soar, and I will find the secret place, your sweet embrace, and remember for a lifetime. That last line to me is like, that's what it feels like to write music for me, is like to go into the secret place. To me, creating music does kind of feel like a bit of like words of knowledge from God. I feel like that's my version of that, if, if that even makes any sense. I've never in my life heard God, <laughs> you know, just say like, oh, go tell this person that or anything like that, like in a clear voice. But I, I would say that music is probably God's way of using me. Sorry to answer your question. Um, I had a pretty clear vision on what I wanted, but it was definitely like a, a process to figure out how I wanted each song to sound. Yeah, we had to record some songs like three times. Well, you said that You Pull Me Up really is a personal song. But the album itself, do you find these are coming from life experiences? Or is this God-inspired? I would hope that it's both. This whole album comes from life experiences and... I would say a lot of the melodies have to be God-inspired because there's no other explanation sometimes for how things will just pop into my head. (laughs) They'll just be random and out of the blue. And then all of a sudden I find myself just kind of like walking in a circle in my studio, like just kind of singing in a tune. And I'm like, all right, I got to record this. I don't know where it came from, (laughs) but that's, that's my writing process. Um, A lot of people will ask if I sit down and I write on a sheet of paper all my lyrics as if it's poetry and then put it to a a tune. I can't do that. I'm a little weird and I come up with a melody and it's kind of like you're looking at it without glasses and then you put them on and then the words start to become clear as you like sculpt it. Cool. But yeah. See, the reason I asked that question is the song, you don't fight this alone. One verse says addiction, depression, suppression. Sometimes it's all you fight. It tricks us, it fakes us, it breaks us. Have there been battles that you've had to fight? Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure a personal song. It's one that I wrote knowing if I wrote a song that was meaningful to me, it could also be meaningful to other people. Um, yeah, I think one thing that, like visually with that song is, 
I don't know if it, it's true for every type of addiction, but I think when you're stuck in some kind of addiction, a lot of the times it's like you close people off, mm-hmm. you kind of go into your room and like just feel like a mess and you'll you'll close you know your windows and you'll close your door and but it'll just be like when you're sucked into addiction you lose track of reality and of time that's why i was like then it turns day into night it's really like a yeah a consuming thing for sure and i i could say along with probably so many other men out there like porn is a huge thing and you know battling that and the addiction to that Something that I can admit that I've faced and I think a lot of people face, um, but just the shame that comes along with that. I think a song needed to be written for all kinds of addictions and I knew people would resonate with that. And have you had people respond to you specifically about that? Yes. Yeah, I've had people reach out about all kinds of things, you know, like, hey, I've been really struggling with going back to church. Someone reached out to me on Instagram or something and said they were like really afraid of going to school or something. And like that song really touched them. So Hmm. um, I never know how this is going to reach people or speak to them. But that's one thing that I, I would hope to kind of take some pride in with my writing is I want to write a song that's not so specific that people can't relate to it. I always want to write something that leaves the door open to people putting themselves in the place of a song and allowing their life and their position to feel like spoken to, you know what I mean? And, and something that they can make their own anthem. Yeah. The song itself would inspire them personally. Yeah. You and I were talking about you having band members for live shows, but now something mm-hmm. I read about you is that you're a multi-instrumentalist in the studio couldn't you just do everything yourself (laughs) um you know i probably could i actually am not really a guitarist i've picked up a guitar a few times in my life but i've never actually played a guitar for anything and it's just kind of something maybe you know my mom taught guitar lessons and still does but i just maybe didn't want to learn guitar because of that I don't know if it's related to that. Maybe not. But I was forced to learn piano since I was five. And then it was kind of my choice around high school if I wanted to do it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I stuck with it for a while. And then I was like, all right, I just want to play this for, for fun. I don't want to take lessons. So I can play piano. I was a drummer since I was eight years old. That was pretty fun getting a drum set for Christmas. You know? <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, maybe someone listening to this will be inspired to get, you know, one of their family members a drum set, and then they can uh, keep them up late at night really loud. (laughs) But yeah, I play piano, the drums. Um, When I was in band, I played all kinds of percussion stuff, just concert band and marching band. One of them was the Glockenspiel. I played a couple fun little solos on there, and so you will hear me play that off and on at live shows. Um something kind of interesting is like i've always wanted to score like movie films that was kind of a little dream of mine since i was a kid and so i've had some fun with recording parts for my own music i co-produce i don't do the final production because personally i believe it's better to have someone 
as a second kind of brain, you know, looking at your music from an objective point of view before you really finish it. Um, I love just creating like cool, you know, hooks and, and string parts and brass parts and stuff like that. So you can definitely hear little bits of that throughout my album. You raised the point, the music being cinematic. And that's really what makes the Christian Anderson band different from everybody else. That really comes through on as iron sharpens. Mm. So is that how you see your music as being cinematic? Yes. I think narrowing my style down into like two words has been the hardest thing. I, people had asked me over like years and years, like, oh, what kind of music do you make? And then I just be like, well, it's like Christian music inspired by this and that and that and that. And then they would just be like overwhelmed. So I now just say it's epic Christian pop or cinematic Christian pop. I would use probably one of those words. Okay, I got to write that down so I can put that as a new genre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Well, I have to tell you that I come from a pacifist church background, so I do tend to struggle with songs that bring a, a bit of a militant Christian message. Oh, sure. And one of those is His Weapon is Love. I mean, the song speaks about God being our defender, putting on our armor, our shield, marching forward. You know, all of it is straight out of Ephesians. I know I'm taking this out of context, but should Christians be militant? That is a hard question to answer. Um, When it comes to someone looking at a song like that, I think it's really tempting for people to think in terms of like, crusade and i think that's the completely wrong way to look at it this is a song i wrote for people to realize the irony that that god's weapon like is to love and then when you think about love i think the whole message of that song is what does it mean to love and this has been a really big theme and a hard question to answer but I think to a couple of my favorite um, Bible verses, and I don't want to misquote it. I think I wrote, wrote it down here. Um, but yes, John 15, 13, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my translation of that. Yeah, like there's no greater love than to make that sacrifice, than to make a sacrifice for a friend. And I think back to a conversation I had when I was at a band camp one time, and this counselor there was like, amazed that I was like this little teenager having like a profound philosophical spiritual conversation with him. And we were both talking about how the word of God and God's love is like a sword that like pierces our stony hearts for anyone that who's never heard of that term, like stony heart. I think of it as default life without hope or without God or without like true love. You know, you just kind of get in that pessimistic mode of like, there's no hope. Like, why am I existing today? You know, you start comparing yourself to other people and like how bad your life is and all that. And to me, it's like when you experience God's love and forgiveness and hope, you want to like share that. And um, the, the militant side of it would be like the spiritual battle. I'm trying to remember, you know, it talks about all kinds of spiritual forces and um, there's all kinds of spiritual forces going on. You know, if you believe that as a Christian, we we're up against the kingdom of darkness, but we believe that God has defeated, you know, death, but there are so many people that are still clinging 
to kind of their own hell on earth by not forgiving themselves, not loving themselves, not loving other people. And, and so, yeah, that, that song, I wanted to take a militant approach to a gentle love, (laughs) which is the weird irony in the mix of that song. Here's something I'd like to know. Why is music important to you? Um, I just know the power that it has. I've been talking with people a lot about how much I value that God made us. We have emotions and we have feelings. And I think you might agree to this as someone who appreciates like good musicality, um, good instrumentation. I would say objectively, a good song has a range of like, it takes you through a range of emotions. If it's just kind of um, static the whole time, you know, you don't get that thrill of a feeling that I, I really think you should get in a song. Like it should move you essentially. If, if you don't move from one place to another when you're listening, I really don't think a song is as powerful to me. Music personally matters so much to me because I had a friend when I was in college. And this is probably one of the reasons I made music in the first place is she was talking to me about some, she felt like she had messed up and she was a terrible person and she was rejected and she wasn't worth anything and God could never love her. And I didn't know how to just text back and be like, no, like God loves you. (laughs) Jesus died for you. Like be happy. And I was just like, Hey, can I come up and like hang out with you? Like in your dorm room or whatever. And she was like, yeah, I really like that. And so I just sat there and I was like, hey, you can talk about whatever you want. You don't have to talk at all, but I'll just kind of sit here and however long it takes until you feel like, until you really believe that God loves you. And we were there for like a couple of hours and it was like two or three in the morning and we had class at six in the morning the next day. And um, I was like, hey, I'm not leaving until you feel better. She's like, all right, we should probably be done. Like we have to get up early. I was like, all right, you're right. And I wrote a song about that moment and I sent it to her for a Christmas present and her reaction was like pretty awesome. She was like, this is literally the best gift that anyone has ever given me. Thank you so much. This means so much to me. I played that song for my first ever concert live and I told the story about it. And this is probably the most powerful moment that reaffirmed why I wanted to make music. This 14 ish year old girl comes up and she was like, so you told that story about that song. Well, I felt like you actually wrote that song for me and you were talking to me because I've been hurting myself and I've considered committing suicide. And um, and she's just like pouring her heart out. And every, every time I think about it and talk about it, I'm just like about to lose it and cry as well. But when strangers just come up to you and tell you how much something you made changed their life and saved their life, Mm-hmm. that's something worth continuing doing. You've almost described the song Fall on Grace. And I mean, the song's title makes the message obvious. Is that really who it's for? For those that have fallen and needed to be renewed? Yes, for those people. Um, and that song is for the people who definitely feel like they've gone too far to be yeah, accepted by God. That song, by the way, wasn't the song um, I wrote for my friend. It was it's the song I haven't even released. Oh, man. I haven't felt like recording that song for so long. But there's some reasons behind that. But Fall on Grace, 
I just remember this conversation I had with a spiritual director and I was like, man, every time I confess my sin, like I feel cleansed. I feel like God is forgiving me, but I feel like I keep going back and sinning. And every time I sin, I stack this like box and I stack these boxes over and over and I'm like building this wall. And even though I should believe God is tearing that wall down, it just feels like I keep hopping the line between sin and cleanse and that wall, it never comes down. You know, you just keep watching your failures pile onto each other. But this song is like, hopefully reminding people that that's not how it is. It's like, you know, if you've gotten this far and you're about to be tempted, even if you don't want to take in a spiritual, like Christian sense, um, if you've gotten this far to being so close to success, so many people give up before they succeed. But when you're like in that situation, when you hand something over to God, I just think of that Bible verse, it's like, in our weakness, he is strong. That's that's kind of the message behind that song. You just spoke about people wanting to succeed. Really, that fits yeah. with you because here you are, you're still breaking into the Christian music scene. You've got to be finding challenges with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day. Every day. How do you come out on top? Uh, consistency. Not letting the noise get to you, really. I talked to my dad, who's a very wise, amazing spiritual person, and we were talking about what love means and what we might have even talked about kind of what success means and everything in life and the the meaning of life. And we were talking about gratitude. It was almost like everything comes back to just like being thankful. Like we bless other people by being thankful for them. You know, when you tell someone thank you, Mm -hmm. um, and I really think the more grateful you are, the more you bless people. And the more you bless people, the more you provide value and actually make the world a better place. Um, and I think the more you can do that with music as a musician, probably over the long term, you'll have more success. That's that's all that I can hope. You know, I'm just starting out. But um, I find that the most valuable relationships have been formed when, you know, I'm the most real with people and I'm the most thankful for for meeting them, you know, I'm thankful for meeting you, for you reaching out. I, I view these things as miracles. Like these are little miracles where if I wasn't consistent and I wasn't letting God use me how he wants, then I don't think this would all be the same. You know, I might not be here on on here with you today. So are you saying that music is a job or is it still fun? Um <laughs> it's it's both. My friend from my church who's like kind of connected with people in the industry he's been a big help um he says to me he's like a coach he's like christian you got to remember off stage it's a business on stage it's a ministry exactly it's kind of a black and white thing to say it like that i mean that's not wholesomely true but it it really is like you have to have business smarts and you have to know how to run things and and a lot of it is what not to do and what not to say (laughs) And um, especially in the Christian world, you know, you can really, uh, you can really uh, trigger some people if you say the wrong thing on social media, and it, it can definitely set you back. Especially if you, uh, <laughs> you know, how how the world's working out there. We got people always joke about the cancel culture, but I really think there's a sub cancel culture within Christianity that's kind of tough, like just not saying the wrong thing and whatnot. And that's really hard for me as a artist, like. 
I think when you have a creative brain and you love to create, you come up with these awesome ideas and they're not always musical and you want to share them with people. But I like psychology. I like kind of thinking about philosophical ideas. And when you share some stuff like that with people, it can really upset them. Um, But yeah, sorry, I just went on a little rant there. (laughs) Well, you got to remember that Christians basically invented cancel culture. It's an unfortunate thing is that when a Christian change their look on their faith and they become a non-Christian, they get thrown under the bus, and that is how it works, which is really unfortunate. For me, the standout song from You Pull Me Up is its opening track, Breakout. Now, that's a song that really does get you bouncing. It must just be the percussion. The song ends beautifully with Heaven's Message Passed Me By When the Guard Turns Out His Light, That the Prison Walls Will Shake At the Message We Recite. That's all nice and well, but I really think that sometimes we lose track of that message. How do we stay on course? Hmm. You know, it's funny you brought that that line up. That is one of the lyrics on my album that even I can't always decipher. That That's something like I can't explain sometimes when I get an idea for a lyric or a melody that it really does feel like a word of, of knowledge for breakout. That song was literally about we're born into this world, okay? And this world isn't, you know, Jesus says, like, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, you know, <laughs> you know, I'd have, like, angels defending me. Like, I'd be all these crazy things. And um, with Breakout, we're kind of born into, like, default, like, hell. We're in suffering. I mean, and there's so many good things that happen, but really the default of existence is once you figure out what death is and a family member dies, like it hits you. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, with with breakouts, like, you know, there's still hope, there's still light, there's still life in the day, the night, Um, just bleed. I thought people wouldn't receive that. Well, the line just bleed, but it's about when you, when you come to terms with, with a darkness, a reality, and you accept the suffering that you have to face, you become more powerful by not trying to do everything on your own and by allowing God to give you his strength in that moment, you know, reach out your hand. You've been freed by the God who is man. That's the response to that. Yeah. You know, the, the end of the, the song that you mentioned, how do you, how do you stay strong? I think you asked something like that. Yeah, really. That's what it boils down to is we're in this together. And that song talks about that. There's a reason a church is a community of people and it's church isn't a, it's not a building. It's a, it's a community and we're there to support each other and to continue being examples of forgiveness and mm-hmm. love really, really forgiveness is like gratitude and forgiveness in my mind are like two of the most powerful pieces of loving. Yeah. I mean, really that's, that's what it boils down to. It's obvious that you want the album to make an impact what impression will listeners get from You Pull Me Up? Um, my guess, my hope, is that when people listen, that they're taking on a journey of maybe searching inward and looking at the ugly parts of themselves they've been too afraid to look at or too scared of, and coming to terms with accepting, not identifying themselves with those ugly things, but accepting and forgiving and loving themselves for 
for when they see those things and being taken on that journey of, you know, fallen grace is kind of like the, the bottom, you know, that and God please on the album. It's like, those are kind of the rock bottom of the album. And you pull me up as the response when you fall. And when you feel like everything is just like on the verge of being over, God is there to pull you up. And my hope is that people listening won't just have a personal experience, but that, but that they'll share it with other people. Maybe it'll be a good example for people who aren't in that rock bottom, people who are doing just fine. Maybe, you know, songs like as iron sharpens, you know, sometimes we can think we're alone in this, but together we'll march on, press on down the road home, you know, that we will lead each other into, into hope. That's, that's my hope for the album. Christian, I gotta say, I really appreciate you taking out time for the antidote and joining me for a talk. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It's a huge honor that you would find me and reach out to me. And, um, especially that you think my music doesn't suck as funny as that sounds that's really the best compliment i think i could get yeah thank you